And so there was one employee, so Shmevin, right? And he's flirting with Schmitney. <laughs> Schmitney. Okay. <laughs> so Shmevin's flirting with Schmidt Schmitney. And Schmevin <laughs> is like, he's like trying to instigate what, what did you call her? Schmitney? I'm like, I can't even keep a straight face doing this now. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? So Schmitney's over here. I feel like you just said that just to get me to say it. <laughs> I think you did, because now I have to say them both. Welcome to Big Business Mistakes, hosted by Brandon and Kaylin Poulin. Here, the most successful entrepreneurs tell jaw-dropping stories and lessons behind their biggest business mistakes so that you don't make them. Ditch the fake highlight reel and get the raw truths and golden lessons of what it actually takes to scale your business from those who have done it. This is Big Business Mistakes. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Big Business Mistakes show. We're your hosts, Brandon and Kaylin Poulin. We got it that time. We had that in sync. I love it. And so excited for today's show. (laughs) I don't know if I would be talking about this stuff that I'm going to talk about today if the people... If I had everybody from the the previous organization that we ran, mm-hmm. if those people still worked for us, yeah, because it's it's hard. It's like you can't publicly talk about like the people that work for you. That's just not a good idea. Yeah, but I'm gonna be very sensitive <laughs> to certain names and topics. But this is gonna be a juicy show, guys. Yeah, this is basically crazy employee stories, <laughs> and it's not like like crazy like they were crazy, right? Right, but like they're the stories are crazy. The stories guys. of people being people. People are just people, right? Right. They totally but sometimes are. it'll cost you $30,000 for an eggplant <laughs> picture. Yeah. We decided uh, <laughs> we're going to call it the eggplant pick story. <laughs> so that'll we'll wrap up with that one because that one's <laughs> like like one person sends another picture of his eggplant yeah. to another person. To a female employee. <laughs> and how that all went. Yeah. And uh, this stuff's crazy, guys. I was... Um, I was doing a call it for um, the King's Brotherhood, uh, w- one of the portfolio companies that we work with and one of the business that we're partnered in. And I was talking about some of these mistakes and crazy stories. And it's like everybody thinks that, oh, it's just smooth and we find the right people. And we always see like all the best people on somebody else's team mm-hmm. or somebody else's employees are like, oh, they're so awesome. And it's yeah. like, uh, like, and then we hire people and they're just like a disaster, right? <laughs> and some of it's all our fault, right? A lot yeah. of it's our fault well, as you, entrepreneurs. Well, you always say like, it's not a people problem, it's a process problem, which I thought was always so good because in the beginning when some of this stuff would happen, these stories we're going to talk about today that are super juicy and wild, but it's like, it was never their fault. Like you always said that you're like, it's not, it's not their fault. Like it's not a people problem. It's not the people, it's the process. And I just, I think sometimes it's the people. Yes, sometimes. Sometimes it's the people. But I just think that was such a good mindset always to have. Like you were never like, it's their fault. Like they messed up. Like Like, people had to take responsibility for things. But you were you were never the person that was like, oh, my gosh, like all the people are just like the people are the problem. Like that was never you. That was never like a, a thing that you ever said or a mentality that you had, which I think number one, like that could be someone's mistake in their business right now is thinking like it's all the people problem when really you haven't built the process around the people to help them have success or like yeah. 
even recruiting the right people, hiring the right people, like onboarding them the right way, culturing them the right way to know, like, here's how inside of this company works. And so I just want to tell you, good job. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, honey. Appreciate that one. Yeah. So it's like, it's interesting because we could definitely fail our employees. And I would say more often than not, that's probably what happens, right? But th there's a point where you just don't have yeah. the right person. And <laughs> if you don't have the right person, then you need to look at like, how did I get them? How did they end up here? Because you hired them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or somebody did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Somebody, there, were, there was a fail point in the process. Somebody, somebody did. And, you know, everyone's learning and growing and on their own journey. But there's absolutely... um there's absolutely a lot to say about have you equipped them? Like, have we recruited them right? Have we equipped and trained them? Do they know what success looks like? Can they, do they have uh, a number that they know that they're successful? Like, like how, does, how does each person on your team know that they're successful, right? These are all things that you have to answer. Otherwise, you're going to waste your money when you hire people because they're not going to be equipped and wound up and pointed in the right direction, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and so it's like, but at the same time, people are people and some crazy stuff like this has happened. And so, and that's what wanna, today's stories are about. I, I want to open up, <laughs> I want to open up when it was the yeah. people, not the process. <laughs> <laughs> Just but, kidding. But actually it's kind of like it was the person. And then I realized what failed in the process and that's Correct. like, that's what's going to come out of this. So we'll talk about like some very specific, um, some stories that had happened, some very specific events. And then lawsuits, we'll kind of, government getting involved, having OSHA show up to our office. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because we had wires hanging from the ceilings yeah, and everything. Yeah. 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 Oh, guys, this is going to be a good one. Um, I hope this doesn't come back to bite me. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I should have called my lawyer before I filmed this one. Maybe like, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. It's good though, because you guys need to hear it. Because this is the stuff that, like, you always talk about building the moat around your business, like how to protect yourself, right? It's like, totally. it's the things like these when you don't have protection in place that could totally like take you under. Like any one of these things could have totally like wiped us. Yeah. You know? Well, and some of them did. Like they took me emotionally under. Yeah. Like I got drugged down into the depths of the ocean, like drowning yeah. and like just dealing with it. Like, yeah. It's it's tough. It's it's no joke. You, you build this like skin almost. So the first story I want to tell is... um. We'll call her Shmisha. Okay. <laughs> Shmisha. Shmisha. So we can. So we're really starting at the beginning of the timeline and working our way forward because the first one I feel like was maybe the least of these, but at the same no, time. this one was the hardest oh, for this, me. I know it was the hardest this because one was it was the hardest the, for me. That's what I'm saying. You hadn't built the skin yet. No. So yeah, by the time right. like the eggplant pick happened, like, dude, you had already built, like, you had like armored skin. You're like a rhinoceros by that point and like it didn't even phase <laughs> you. You know what I mean? I love how, um, I love how we have like the. <laughs> The timeline of eggplant, rhino. <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening. Uh, so we, um, I had hired an assistant, right? Yeah. And let's call her Shmisha, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so during the interview, I remember one thing really specifically she had said, which was like, "Hey, I'm a. Are you, I saw that you're a Christian. Like, I like anyone who follows me knows. Like, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer." And I put it on my stuff because I want people to know. I never, I don't want, I don't ever want someone to be like, oh, I didn't even know that he believed in that. Right. Like that's, that's important to me as a human being, right? Mm -hmm. Like my values should be evident. And if people don't know that, then I'm like, uh, oh, like I'm anyway. So are you even a Christian? Right. <laughs> yeah. So 
she was like, oh, I saw that you are. And I'm a Christian too. And I'm like, I went to ministry school. I went to ministry school and mm-hmm. this and that. And now I didn't, I didn't remember it at the time, but going back now, thinking about like the way that it came across, it was almost like she was saying it as like, like selling, right? Mm-hmm. She was selling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it wasn't like, oh, just me too. It was like, no, it was like, I'm using this to manipulate. Mm-hmm. And so guys like, the lesson, the first lesson today, Christians are the worst. <laughs> We're some of the best people and some of the worst, right? Because it's like when someone who says they're Christian does something bad, it's like, oh, man, you're supposed to be the moral standard. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but be very wary of people who who leverage your like, especially in an interview, your beliefs, who leverage like what you publicly make known about yourself to like build and and kind of connect with you. and. Not be, don't be paranoid. Like, oh, hey, you like this sports team too. Like, no, I just, just, just pay attention to the way people say things because I realized that she basically used that as like a way to, to kind of grab my attention. And, and really it was, it was with ill intent, right? I found out clearly. So (laughs) I hire this woman and, um, she was probably overqualified. And I know like, well, what is overqualified? It's like, well, like, her background, I think she had a legal background, yeah, which also should have been a red flag for me. <laughs> you know, like don't hire be, lawyers. Be weary of that for sure. Um, <laughs> but she had a legal background, and um, just just the nature of like her resume versus other assistants I'd hired was just very different, mm-hmm. and that's why I liked it. Like it, it was higher level. Um, and so I hired this woman. She worked for me for I want to say it was like like six weeks or something. Yeah. Eight weeks, right? Just enough time to like not be fully like onboarded and rolling, right? It's like But also be in the middle of everything. But also be in the middle of everything. That's right. Yeah. And so um I felt like things were going good. Um like we kind of started off well. I was like, okay, things are going good. Mm-hmm. You know, there were some challenges with like tech and and like efficiency and some of the tools we were using that she was like overcoming. But like, I'll take someone who's, you know, older, if you want to say that, and like, just mature and competent. Mm -hmm. And like, they can learn the tools, right? Like, I think there are certain roles where I'm like, ah, it's probably like the learning curves too steep. But basic, basic tools, like, you know, like smartphones and calendars and just, just stuff like that, like they can figure it out. And you're gonna, you're gonna be glad later that you have the maturity on your team. I can tell you that much. So that's like a... little nugget in there like yeah we need to do a don't write people off because they're older like that's stupid right like i was in my 20s i'm still like i'm 29 right now like i was hiring and i would look at people who were older and just in your head you're like oh like but then i realized and matured myself and realized like you need maturity in your bit like if you have all 20 year olds in your company which we did at one point (laughs) yeah which which is great but like the level of experience they're just not old enough to have experienced that much and to be that mature they're just not right and, um, so they don't have seasoning yet. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> seasoning. I like yeah. that. <laughs> That's good. It's like, um, so anyway, so we get, we get to, um, this point and she no call, no showed mm-hmm. the first time, the first time, no call, no showed. So yeah. didn't show up, didn't show up to work. We had an office at this time. This wasn't remote. Like you yeah. showed up at the office and no hit call, her no up, showed. hit her up, didn't called hear. her nothing. Yeah. Right. Text her. And this is like where Kaylin's always like, 
benefit of the doubt. I'm like the worst case scenario. <laughs> I'm like the person where like I put my key, like I put like uh what, what what's a good example of you're, this? You're you're like Apple Pencil. So like this oh, guy yeah. forgets where he puts everything, but as soon as he can't find something, someone stole it. It's like yeah. oh one of those kids stole it. I swear. So I can't find my iPad anywhere. I swear one of our kids stole it. I don't know where it is. I've been looking for it all day. And I'm like, where did you have it last? He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, you took it to the meeting the other day. I bet yeah. it's in the backseat of your car. And he's like, no, one of these kids ran off. I go downstairs. I look in the backseat of the car. There's the iPad. So he's very much like, whenever something goes missing, somebody stole it, you know, or it's gone forever. And I'm like, benefit the house of the cleaners, doubt. The house cleaners had to have stole it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like mean it, but it's like my head goes there. I don't know why. I'm like, I escalate quickly. And I'm like the benefit of the doubt yeah. person. That's like, so when this girl no called, no showed, I was like, maybe something, maybe emergency happened. Maybe she got in a car wreck. Maybe she's in the hospital right now. Like, that's where my head goes. Like, benefit of the doubt. Like, she'll show up. She'll show up at, like, she'll hit you back. Something had to have happened that was, like, crazy. Like, don't go off the, off the rails. Yeah. Like, you have to realize because she has gone off the grid, like, this must mean that something bad, like, really bad has happened. Yeah. And, and like, I think most of the time you're right. <laughs> yeah. I think most of the time the benefit of the doubt is definitely the way to go. Except for this time. Yeah. And so <laughs> I can't, I think it was, um, li like later that day she texted me and was like, Hey, my son had some, I, I think it was like a school emergency or something. I can't yeah. remember exactly what it was, but it, it sounded legit. I was like, yeah. okay, it's all good. No just like deal. no big deal. Like it, it was like justified. Right. And mm -hmm. I was like, all right, cool. And lo and behold, um, a week later, same exact thing happened. Right. And yeah. so this time, second, no call, no show second, second, no call. You know, you know what? It was not a week later. It was the next day. Oh, it was the next it day. It was the right. next day. The next day. So the next day she's like, same thing, crickets, like just nothing. And I'm like, I'm like, Hey, we got appointments. Where's this? Where's that? Like, I'm, I'm like, hey, like if you bring on an assistant, you re you rely on them, you lean on them, right? If you're doing it right, yep. You know, you you they're running stuff for you, and and they're essential to your day to day, your your workflow, and so so it's just absolutely crickets, and uh, then the next day turns around, crickets, right? Nothing, nothing. So we're 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 one day with a good valid excuse. We're next day, absolutely nothing. And then we hit the third day. Which, which to be honest, if she would have been like, hey, like it was this emergency and like my kid's in the hospital and like I need the next two days off work or whatever to be with him, like you would have been like, okay, no problem. But at least you would have known. You know what I mean? You're not the one that's like, okay, your, your kid's like deathly ill or your kid's like having this really hard time or whatever. And not to be like, okay, we'll go take care of your kid and I'll see you on yeah. Thursday or Friday. It's It's more like there was no... There was no communication at all. And it was literally just disappeared with no calls, no texts, no anything. Yep. Or like even just, I don't, I don't mean to say like permission to do it, but just like if you needed the, those next two days, if you needed that time to deal with a thing, like you would have no problem been like, okay, deal with it. Totally. So now we're, we're at the end of the third day. <laughs> and so we got two days, two days, no call, no show, no idea what's happening, nothing. So day four, the next day, um, we terminated everything and we, we, we let her go. I'm like, I, I don't know what to do with this. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, like if, if there's an emergency, you still have your cell phone, you know what I mean? You got to text, like you got to like whatever. So, and going back, we know that there was absolutely zero intent to show up. 
Like this was a part of the game plan, guys. This is yeah. what happened. Yeah. So, so I move on. I'm like, all right, like moving on and, um, chalked get, it up to a bad hire. Yeah. Chalked it up to a bad hire. Like, Hey, and I'll tell you guys right now, um, it's a mistake to put all your eggs in a basket mentally when you, when it comes to hiring employees. Yeah. What I mean is like, you do not like, I would say if people make it past 30 to 60 days, then you mentally go, oh, okay, like this is the one. But like, I don't, I can't tell you guys how many times I've gone through an, a roller coaster of like, oh, this, this is, is the person, this is the person, yeah. this and that. And then we're like two weeks in and I'm like, this is not the this person. This is not the person. <laughs> I'm like, they haven't done anything and everything's like theory and no, there's no execution and, and, and they're not getting it. And like, you know, like, so I would just say, avoid this emotional roller coaster of, of the team by, and, and I don't want to say like, you don't expect the worst, but like, if you just gotta be ready for it, well, I, you know, I, I and then just like, like hope for the best and believe in them. Mm -hmm. And like, it's almost, it's weird. It's like, and we just made a really key hire, um, in our, in our new business, uh, yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. Like she started yesterday and I'm, I'm, I have absolute like joyful anticipation, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. the The right signs are showing, but I would not even flinch if I got an email three days from now. Hey, I don't think this is for me. Like because that happens, guys. Like people, like they think they know what they want, and sometimes maybe we maybe we misrepresent what it is. Right? I don't. I don't really think you do. I think you. I think you over. I probably over represent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like in general, like maybe we misrepresent yeah. what what the role was. Maybe maybe like they just didn't really know what they wanted and they needed to like jump into it for two weeks. Like, yeah. and this is the hard part. Like people are people. Yeah. Right. But I think, I think what you're trying to say here is like being sold on the person doesn't happen when you hire them. Like I would say it's more like 90 days for you than 30 to 60, but it's like be sold on them after the 90 day mark of like, it's been proven out that they're the person for the role. Like when you make the hire, not like this is the one I'm sold on this person. Like they're going to come in and fix all these things. And like, this is the one for the long haul. It's more like you hire the person, let them sell you over the 90 days of actually working in the business. And then you're like, okay, like this is the one, like the trust, like you've developed the trust there. Like yeah. the trust is not developed through the hiring process. It's developed through the working in the business, like sure. proving it out. Yeah. Cause if you're not careful, you'll be, you'll be like, so like plant your flag on a hill ready to die. Yeah. And like, they'll let you down or you'll start, you'll start making excuses for them. Yeah. And like, that's happened to me as well. So, so ju just like side trail here of like such a, uh, like, I can't tell you guys how, how much kind of like in my guts, like yeah, I used just to wreck you wrenched over, <laughs> yeah. over this because, you know, people don't meet your expectations and you get excited and you're like, Oh, like I know that look guys, most of the time people will solve all the problems in your business, mm -hmm. right? The right person. A yeah. lot of times like mm -hmm. hiring the right people will help give you the bandwidth you need to take, take initiatives forward to alleviate stress that you have doing certain stuff that you don't like to do. Um, you know, the, it's just like, people are what can solve problems in your business and alleviate so much pressure and friction for you as the entrepreneur. Yeah. But like, it's, it, it's an emotional roller coaster for sure when that kind of stuff happens. So back to Shamisha, right? Shmisha. Back to Shamisha. So, so Shamisha. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> 
get it together, Galen. <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, Shmisha is something I would say, not you. So it's yeah, funny. Like, when we were prepping for this episode, I was like, let's just call her Shmisha. I was Shmisha. like, I don't want to say her name. And Brandon goes, Shmisha. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh okay i got it i got it i got it together i think so so we're literally um so let her go right yeah i'm like okay moving on you know at this point yeah it was like a whole week like i've (laughs) had a lot of assistance i've had a few great ones Mm -hmm. over the last decade and um the last one i had was incredible left because she really wanted to do her own thing and went and started her own business yeah like Mm -hmm. so so when people leave working for me and they go and they do something greater like i'm always happy for them like that's what we we want people to to evolve right mm-hmm. um and i just i didn't have a place for her at the time that was that i think that's what we should try to do first anyways so back to shmisha yeah shmisha. So i get sidetracked but i'm like oh that's such a good one <laughs> um so we let her go and i'm just like okay moving on and then i get a letter and it's from <laughs> i think it i think the acronyms are eeoc it says EEOC. It looked very official. It was like the ugly turquoise from New Mexico. Yeah. Like the like ugly letterhead. Mm-hmm. And and so I open this up and basically I begin to read um, what's basically where an employee goes. I think it's Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. If, if I might be butchering it, but it's something like that. And so basically I begin to read this letter and it was a formally filed complaint with a state that I was a racist employer, right? That I was a racist and that I was paying other people more money because of their race, right? Mm. And I'm like the racist white guy, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what you were pinned as. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was pinned as, right? They, like insane. Well, so at the same time, there's like two white people in our entire church. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like <laughs> there was like, a great ethnic salad bowl of like people that were working for us at the yeah. time. Like, I don't care what you look like. I care what your results are mm-hmm. and that you have integrity as a human being. Like, I don't care like what color of the rainbow you are, the melanin of your skin. I'm like, bro, like yeah. do you get results? <laughs> and actually white people are lazy sometimes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I'm so like, true. I'm like, there's there's some some cultures out there that work so much harder than Americans mm-hmm. or people that their families from America. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so I'm, I began to read this letter and it just devastated me. I'm like, well, because it was like really the first woman, attack on your character. As yeah, well. it was like yeah. this woman was was in all of my stuff. She was my assistant. Now she's calling me a racist, saying that I didn't pay her fairly and that I owed her all this money for work she did after hours and that I like grinded her. And I'm like, you can't even like schedule appointments and do assistant stuff when other places are closed. Like, yeah, it didn't even make any sense. Yeah. So, and I'm just like, I'm just like bewildered and it wrecked me. Like it really did. I don't know why this one did. I think we had hired maybe like six, seven or eight people at this point. And, um, and it just, the fact that I was being like, my character was being assassinated mm-hmm. when I hold myself to, I, you know, I believe to have great character, especially in this area, right? Like Albuquerque, New Mexico, like I'm a minority, yeah, yeah. right? Like I'm literally a minority yeah. it's like, in this so town. Our best friends are like, what, my, like, like our best friend is Mexican. Like your best friend, one of your best yeah. friends is black. Like, like Asian friends, black friends, yeah, yeah. Mexican friends. I had all uh, kinds yeah, of friends. Kinds like of friends. I was a minority. Yeah. Uh, and also all kinds of employees. <laughs> and 
yeah. And so I'm just like, are you kidding me? And so guys, like you just got to understand that people are people mm-hmm. and it's just them. It's not you. Right. And yeah. so well, here, here's how this went down. And this is where like as a business owner, um, I created a bucket for this. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you in a second what that is. And so I end up having to go down to the whatever office building I had to go down to. They assigned us like a mediator. Mm-hmm. And so she said, hey, you owe me all this money. It's like $12,000 or something in wages or $5,000 in wages I didn't pay. Absolute nonsense. I had like a letter, like here's you acknowledging exactly how the time tracking system works. Yep. Right. Here's all of your hours in the system. Like here's all the pay stubs. Like I had all the evidence. I had a stack of paperwork this big. And, but I still had this gut in my stomach, like, man, I got to go sit at a table with this woman who's like assassinating my character, said I'm a racist. I've got all this evidence and proof. And I go and sit down. And um, when she got hired with me, she never intended to finish or do operate in the role. Yeah. Like her, this ended up being her track record, right? Yep. That's what you found out. And that's what I found out later is that her track record was was this exactly right? We go get hired somewhere, mm-hmm. we cry wolf, and then we go to the government. And the government, it, it, unfortunately, in New Mexico, is you know, f- like I think there's probably a lot of injustice in the workplace. Yeah, and for sure. That's not cool. But this was not an injustice, <laughs> right? This was like I was being taken advantage of, mm-hmm. right? And so I go sit down at this table and present all the evidence, bring all the facts. All she says is, here's stuff. I worked these hours and he owes me this money. Yeah, with no proof. Like you no had proof. all the proof. All no proof. The, like her literal, Nothing. she logged her hours herself. Yes. Like her hours are logged by her. And you have all this proof all and all it. the pay stubs and all the everything and it didn't matter. Yeah, and I'm like, here's the other people that work for me. Yeah. Nobody's like, she's not, she's making more money than these other people that she claims. Like they came in and interviewed. Yeah. Like our very first hire, our very first hire was an awesome guy from Mexico who was my graphic designer who literally was with us for six years. And they came in and like interviewed other people, like asking them, you know, do you feel like this is true? Like what has happened? You know? Yeah. And it was, yeah. So, so I sit down at the table and turns out they sided with her. It was like, okay, you owe her all this money. And it was like 12 grand. And yeah. I'm just like, what? I'm yeah. like, how? <laughs> yeah. Can like, you what do the evidence? math for me? Yeah. I'm like, but they didn't care. Right. Yeah. So there's this bucket that I have and it's called the cost of doing business bucket, (laughs) right? It's the cost of doing business bucket. And so when things happen that, you know, there's a lot of mistakes that you make and the mistake I made, right, was ultimately when she, there's a few things I'll get into, but sometimes like you just don't know what you don't know. And that's why you listen to a show like this, right? And so next time, when an employee assassinates your character or you're betrayed, right? Mm -hmm. And just know that there's a bucket and it's the cost of doing business bucket, Mm -hmm. right? And you just take it and you drop it (laughs) in the cost of doing business bucket and just understand that as an entrepreneur, stuff is going to fly your way. It's going to just be a cost of doing business. And that's where you got to throw it in that bucket because like it sucks. It's not fair. It's not right. It's not just, but like you don't get, you can either be the victim or you can figure it out later, right? Yeah. And so ultimately what happened is I, I realized that in the interview, like, and I was like, God, what happened? Like searching my brain, like, what did I what do What part wrong? of the process? Yeah, like what, what broke down? How did I not see this coming, mm-hmm. right? And I think it was like somebody with a legal background, right? <laughs> yeah. 
was applying to be an assistant, right? Mm-hmm. Knew that she was going to get into all my stuff, was going to be able to see it all, right? Mm-hmm. Had a legal background, understood, hey, I can like, the, here's how the process works with the state, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like weird. Like, why would an assistant, like someone applying to be an executive assistant have a legal background, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it just didn't make sense. Yep. And then, and then you it add on- should have been a red flag. Should have been a red flag. And then you add on this whole, um, this whole like, you know, oh, I'm a Christian too. And like just pouring into that. Like it wasn't just like a quick mention. It was like a whole thing during the interview. Yeah. And that should have been a red flag. So when someone uses what what they know about you to like build this rapport and like really focuses on that in an interview, like be weary of that. Be cautious of that. Mm-hmm. Like what what's the real angle here? <clears throat> right. And and so if I think those were like that was the key thing I took away. And the other thing I did was I got some freaking rhino skin, right? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it wrecked me. It was like an entire week. I couldn't be productive. I was just like, what happened? How I'm well, not, went on and on I'm not and this on person. Before, like, yeah. And then they're, the they're, hearings they're, they're, they're interviewing, the they're interviewing people. They're, you know, they're setting the date. I got to go down there. I got to, I got to see her. I'm just like, oh my gosh. So that one was, and she didn't even look at you the whole time. Oh yeah. She would, she couldn't even make eye contact. Yeah. She couldn't even make eye yeah. contact. Yeah. And then to, to find out it's like your, your lawyer tells you like, yeah, she's been involved in like other lawsuits like this. Before. Yeah. She's done it before. So, <laughs> so lo and behold, there you go. So that, that was a good one. That was, a, that, that was a one that taught me a lot emotionally on just how to manage that. And just like, this is the bucket of the cost of doing business. Right. Yeah. So here's another one ready for this one. Yeah. No, I'm not ready. I don't okay. think, I don't think like literally you guys, yeah. that was an emotional roller coaster for you. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And some of you guys might be through, like going through something like that or you have. And I love like the bucket of cost of doing business. So what else What else can we put in that bucket for you, Brandon? Cost uh, of doing business. Uh, that's going to take a, a <laughs> lot longer than the time we have here. Yeah, for sure. So I um, I hired one someone. Let's call her Schmeverly. Schmeverly. Okay? Oh, yeah. Schmeverly. We got Schmeverly. <laughs> <laughs> Schmeverly. Yeah, we got Schmeverly. She okay. was a Schmeverly for sure. And hired her for a, <clears throat> a a writing role, right? Yeah. Like to write a copyright. Yeah, she'd basically take my videos and transcribe yep. them before we knew what. Yeah, I don't remember like all the details. Transcription was, website was. Yeah, this was like so long ago. Um, but yeah, this is in the very beginning. Like we had just literally gotten the office. Yeah. This is like legit when we 20... first decided to go from laptop lifestyle like on the beach in Puerto Rico yep. and got the office. She was like maybe the third hire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. like the third one. And, um, you know, it was just, it was really interesting because the culture just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. That's what I realized with, with, with Schmeverly, right? <laughs> like when I look back, I'm like, we just like had nothing in common. There was no like cultural alignment, mm-hmm. just nothing. Right. I was just like, but I was just like, Hey, like you have the resume you're, you've been a writer for a long time. Like, and, but what I didn't really put together though, was that the type of writing. Yep. Right. And this is just like the nuance. Right. And I've learned this about recruiting is like, what are you looking for? Well, you're looking for a unicorn. What's the unicorn? Somebody who in a company just like yours just completed the next three years, five years that you're about to go through. Mm -hmm. Right. That's good. So like, Oh, you know, you, you want to hire a writer. It's like, well, hire someone who's been writing for a, so let's say you have a, um, an e-commerce pet store, right? Yeah. Hire someone who's been writing for an e-commerce pet store that just finished growing it on the growth trajectory that you want to be on in the next three years. Yeah. That's the unicorn. That's like the unicorn, right? Mm-hmm. And so 
relevant experience relevant experience not just experience but relevant experience and recency is important as well like how how long ago is this experience right because industries mature and they shift so fast right so i learned really really quickly with this one that like her writing experience was strong and like deep but it was in more like novel fiction more like longer form mm -hmm. versus the shorter form type of digital stuff that we were doing mm -hmm. right so while she had like the right resume and like had the experience years, the experience was not relevant, yep. right? And so her workout and the audience was not re relevant, right? And the audience, there you go as well. That was a good. That's a good one for sure. She just like, and so so we come around to it. Didn't do anything crazy, um, but just the work product wasn't there. Mm -hmm. We had a meeting. You know, we have performance improvement plan meetings, right? Hey, we got to adjust this. We got to fix this, and did that. And the work product wasn't what we needed. I was just like, hey. This isn't working out. This isn't the type of work that we need. We got to let you go, right? It's like, you know, we had this meeting. You understand how we needed X, Y, Z. Yeah. Okay. So you understand why I have to let you go, mm -hmm. right? It's like, if you've done your job, if you've done your job, it, people should never be surprised when they're let go. Like, look, layoffs happen and that's just a surprise sometimes. Like, there's no way to avoid that as a business owner. Mm -hmm. But on a one-on-one -on -one basis, people should not be surprised that they're being let go. Like, I think that's a mistake, right? You got to give them an opportunity to fix it. And then you just simply say, like, if you give them an opportunity to fix it and then they don't, they don't meet the standard, then you say, hey, you know, we had that meeting and you need to do X, Y, Z. Well, it's not happening. And so you understand why I have to let you go, right? Yeah. And like, that's it. That's <clears throat> it, right? So I had this conversation with her, let her go. Well, before and, you let her go, though, there was the thing with the fluorescent lights in the office. Oh, yes. Yeah, the fluorescent lights. So, you know, we're in a, a really nice office building, like yes, great office yep. building, great views, great bathrooms, like brand new building. It's gorgeous. Like, it's amazing. Like, every, like I was like shocked that we got like this office space um, and it was beautiful and amazing. And everyone, everyone loved it. And the thing with Schmeverly was um, after she first got hired, she was like, you know, the fluorescent lights in here, you know, give me a headache, whatever. And we're like, okay. I mean, so she would constantly be like turning the lights off in the office and everyone would be. I remember in the dark. walking in and I was like, why are the lights off? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, what like is day this like nap time? <laughs> and yeah, we have other employees in there and she would turn the lights off on like, everybody this, um, in, in the office. And I mean, there's probably like, it wasn't a huge office. It was a very small space. It was probably like four thousand square feet. Yeah, thousand square feet, like four actual, you know, things in there. And so the the lights would always be off. And then we're just like, listen, you can't keep turning the lights off on everyone. You know, like people are trying to work. There's a workspace, right? And then came to Brandon and was like, Hey, I'm gonna need you to buy me, like you need to buy me these special set of glasses <laughs> for me to work. <laughs> they were like $500. Yeah, they're like $500 glasses yeah, that this. she wanted you to buy her with her prescription yeah. in them. Because, for her to be because able to work. we had fluorescent lights in an office building. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what office building doesn't have fluorescent lights. <laughs> I know. I know. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, honestly, I'm like, okay, guys, how, what office buildings have like dim yellow light? Like, none of them. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, hey, like, I totally like don't want you to have problems, but like, we have we have an office. We need the lights on. It's not like now I can't have a nap time atmosphere in my office. Yeah, like we got work. This is like do. dark in there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> if you're in here by yourself, turn the lights off. It's cool, right? Yeah. 
Like, yeah. But if other people are here, which is every day, <laughs> it's like, like you got to turn the lights on and like, I can't buy your $500 glasses because this is like standard issue, you know? Yeah. Like, and like, maybe if it was like, Hey, we're a year down the road and you're like, you've done a great job. And I'm like, we've got rapport and trust and like, mm-hmm. and you're like, come to me with something like that. I, I think it's a little different than like coming out of the gate, like week two. Yeah. And so I think I totally forgot about that. And I think she resented me because of this. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so wh- whether that had something to do with the work product or not, I have no idea. Yeah. And right. E- and even after the whole conversation about keeping the lights on and everything, like we'd roll up to office or I'd ro- roll up to office, you would be in your office and you'd usually be there before me, but I'd roll in and then the lights would be off and I'd like turn them back on and then you'd come back out at lunchtime and be off again. Like even <laughs> after all these conversations <laughs> oh, and like, everyone else in the like office is like, what is happening? Like why, what is this like fight yeah. over the lights on and off, you know? Yep. So we let Schmeverly go. Yeah. And later down the road, it was probably like what she worked for us for probably like two months, three months. Yeah. It was like two, it three was months. A while. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you guys. It's the, the first 90 days. It's like if they, if everything goes well past that, then be like, oh, all right, we got them. You know yep. what I mean? They're the right yeah. person because stuff's weird stuff. Yeah, it happens. might be the fluorescent lights. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Gosh, don't, don't have fluorescent lights in your office building. Gosh. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So I think we even took a vote. <laughs> I think we took a vote in the office. Of we? Who, yeah, we did. Of who wanted the lights to be on and who wanted them to be off. Like, that's how bad it got. Because it was like, well, if everyone feels, she's like everybody. And we're like, well, if everyone feels this way, we'll just take a vote. We did take we a vote. We did. We took a <laughs> vote. And they wanted them on. Yes. Yeah. And that's how we got right? to it. Yeah. Because we were like, well, if everyone... She's like everyone, right? And so Brandon is always like, well, if you're going to say everyone, it better be everyone. Like that better be a fact and you better be able to back that up. Fact check. And he's her. like, well, yeah, we'll we'll take a vote. And if the rest of the employees want the lights on, then we're going to have the, yeah. the lights on. I thought that was a very like equitable yeah. way to handle that. Yeah, that that is exactly the way that it happened. Like you know? now that I'm recalling. Yeah. And everyone was like, uh, we want the freaking lights on so we can see to work. I like, yeah. can't see my stuff. Yeah. Can't see my keyboard, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my oh my that's amazing we took a vote so lo and behold time goes on i get a letter yep. another letter hey whenever a government entity hits you up it's always a letter <laughs> yeah. so so just know that i'm like yeah. they're not calling so you. just don't check your mail yeah no you should check your mail <laughs> <laughs> don't check your mail yeah that was a solution <laughs> oh my god oh. this is why this is why i run the operations yeah, guys exactly i'd be like hey if i don't check my mail, my mail i don't know yeah <laughs> if I don't look at my email, I never got anything. Yeah, exactly. I- ignorance is bliss. Oh, oh my, God. my gosh. So, so I get a letter from OSHA. OSHA. Right. And like OSHA is the entity that like, I mean, you guys probably know what OSHA is, right? It's like their job is to make sure the workplace, the workplace is safe and mm-hmm. friendly. And like most people that deal with OSHA are like people that build houses and do manufacturing <clears throat> and do have dangerous stuff going on in the workplace. Right. Or like right. a warehouse that's 90 degrees that yeah, people like, are working in for eight hours. Yeah, and I think like, do I love government entities? No. Do I think regulation is necessary in some ways? Yes, mm-hmm. right? But, so I get a letter from OSHA saying that they had a complaint that we had a hazardous <laughs> work environment. Oh, like it's the most, if you guys had seen the office, it was like the most gorgeous office too. Like even a kitchen. Yeah. Like, like it was beautiful. like, a, it was a brand new brick building brand new. and in Albuquerque, it was like, in, in, Al- 
It's probably the nicest looking office building in Albuquerque in the city. Yeah, probably pretty yes. close. Like yeah. like top ten. Yes, top ten. Like yes. brand new building. Like yeah, beautiful elevator. Like it was nice, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like yeah. There's oh even gosh, a parking garage. There's a par- brand new parking garage. Yeah. So like, gorgeous people, views of the mountain. People haven't driven around like Metro Albuquerque and really get the. F- it's like it's old, yeah. right? It's just not. It's not. A and everything's new, like Southwestern yeah, Pueblo style. Everything's like, rusty. And everything old. looks sunburnt. Yeah, it looks sunburnt. <laughs> She's always said that. Everything looks sunburnt. <laughs> everything's sunburnt. And I, I love it. It's like my hometown, right? It's where I grew yeah. up. Sorry, I'll stop talking but crap. The, no, it's okay. It, it's a little sunburned. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's what happens. That's why I get sunburned easily. You know, <laughs> like right now, I got. Look at this. I got like a superhero. If you guys see the video. <laughs> Look at this. We went to a PGA tour game in Austin. And I'm like, I got like a V sunburn. Anyway. So everything looks like that basically. Yeah. And our office was beautiful. So I'm looking at this letter from OSHA. Like what is happening? Right. Hazardous work. So they show up, right? The guy shows up. Yeah. And they show up like unannounced, right? Yeah. Like they just roll up to the office. The guy shows up unannounced. Because they like to catch you off guard. Yeah. (laughs) Freaking OSHA. I'm like, I have an internet company well, and I have OSHA called on so, me. So the claims were the fluorescent lighting. And then it was like there was ceiling tile work because we had just moved to this office before. And they, I think they're running better internet for us or something like that. But they were working on the ceiling. So there was exposed wires while they had like the ceiling tiles removed. And then something about like fire extinguishers or something, right? Yeah, it was just <laughs> absolute nonsense. Like, so, so OSHA shows up and yeah. this guy comes in and I'm like, He's like, hey, but I'm like, hey, With man, his what's portfolio. going on? Yeah, he's got his little clipboard. And I'm just like, hey, man, what's going on? And he's like, hey, I'm with OSHA. We had a complaint. You guys had exposed wiring that it was hazardous. Something's going on. Like your lighting is, isn't is safe. And I'm just like, well, it's all yours, man. Look around. So I go sit at my desk and I'm just almost laughing to myself. I'm like, this is such a joke. Like, I'm not yeah. stressed at all about this one. This one, I'm like, no, nah. I'm like, I'm like, totally <laughs> fine. I'm just like, that woman called OSHA on me. <laughs> I'm like, I almost, this one was like a badge of honor for me because I'm like, I did everything to like acquiesce to what she wanted. We took a vote. Like it was ridiculous. (laughs) We took a vote. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was like, like, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't, how else do you handle that? So anyway, so he comes in my office and he's like, all right, man. He's like, I don't see anything here. And you tell, he gave me the look like, this is the stupidest call I've ever taken. (laughs) Like he looked at me like, I have no idea why I'm here. And I was like, yeah, man, is there anything I can do? I just, you know, I want to, I want to be compliant. He's like, I don't, I don't see anything here, man. He's like, yeah, uh, you have a great day. Schmeverly. Yeah. And then he left and I'm just like. But it was scary. Like OSHA just shows up and then we're just like totally caught off guard. And we're just like. Yeah. Like, oh, like this for real. Like just shows up out of the blue, out of nowhere. Yeah. And I don't even think I knew what OSHA was. No, no. We were just like, we got this letter. I didn't even know what OSHA was. We're like being served. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm like 23, 24. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what OSHA was. Yeah. I'm like, I have an internet business, you know? Like, I know what, like, like the internet is. I know what, like, Facebook is. And <laughs> so, so that one was, uh, that one was fun, but it wasn't as bad, right? And so the mistake was that the relevancy of experience. That's what it was, right? It was a culture fit and a relevancy of experience. Like, I had absolutely nothing in common. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, like, you need to have like, hmm, how do I explain this? I don't think you need to be like buddy, buddy or have the same hobbies or be the same age. Yeah. But you know, when like just in communication, it's just not there. Yeah. You know, with people, there's, like, mm-hmm. there's just like such a gap 
and like it's not always like evident what it is it's yeah. just like there's just there's absolutely just like no nothing. bridge of communication yeah. it's almost like she was like on an island even yeah. with the rest of the employees like no like she wasn't a culture fit with any other of the old employees and she was basically like on her own island yeah. and like didn't talk to anyone yeah like never left her desk like had this whole like disgruntledness amongst the other employees, like turning the lights off and like all this stuff. And there was just nothing in common. And she was like this one employee that was over here on this island while everyone else was like excited about what we were doing. There was like, she had zero excitement about what we were doing. She had zero like buy-in on the mission, like none of it. Like it's, it's like, I'm just show up and write these things and then like, you know, turn the lights off and totally get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a great, great example of culture. Like, and, mm-hmm. and then just that relevancy of experience, right? It just, it didn't equate. So, so, so Schmeverly didn't work out, <laughs> but we learned some, we learned something from that mistake, right? We learned yeah. something from that mistake. So, um, what else goes in the bucket of cost of doing business? I think this is where can we talk about the eggplant. Pick oh yeah. Now? The eggplant pick. Yeah. Let's All talk right. about the Yeah. Plant. I think, I think we could, uh, I think we could do that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm saying there, it's just like another work day. <laughs> So, so I thought <laughs> this is why I don't check my email. I get an email. <laughs> I get an email from my HR director. Right. Oh and this is gosh. fast forward a few years. Right? Doesn't she call you first to warn you though? Like when you open this email. Yeah, she did. She, she ca- did call me. She called you to warn you. I love cause... how great your memory is. I'm like, there's so much, you yeah. know, she yeah, called she... you to warn you. So when you, you didn't open this email and be like, ah, eggplant. She's like, hey, <laughs> she did call me. She was like, she calls she's like hey i just sent you an email no she called you you didn't answer and you're like it's something busy and she's like this is the like 911 <laughs> yeah you guys like love i love how kaylin remembers this because i don't know if you guys are like me if there's any guys out there listening how like you go to a restaurant and you're like honey do i like this food <laughs> what do i like i'm here? like she's like the she's like the uh the 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 5 gigabyte storage I think I'm a terabyte for you though. Yeah, you're like a terabyte for me. I'm like, she's like where I store my memories (laughs) and then I just ask her (laughs) because I don't remember. It's like like we'll go to a restaurant five times and every time we go, I'm like, what do I what do I eat here? Get here last time. What what do I eat here? Oh my gosh, Brandon, we've been to this restaurant 20 times. You get the same thing every time. Like, do I like couscous? (laughs) Am I allowed to have couscous? (laughs) Yeah, now it's like she has my food plan and I'm like, am I allowed to have this? <laughs> I'm like, no. And she knows. She knows. So she called you and you didn't answer. And then she hit you up and was like, this is a 911. Like, I need to talk to you about this right now. And so you called her back. Yeah. And uh, I think I read the email before I talked to her. Mm-hmm. So so I'm sitting there and I look at this email and <laughs> I open it up. And uh, there's some words. Then there's like a picture and I scroll down and it's literally in your face, an eggplant in my face. (laughs) Right. And I was like, huh, this is new. (laughs) So at this point, I'm kind of seasoned, though, because like we're at this point, we're probably like 100 employees, Mm -hmm. 120. Um, You know, we've got our office in 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 New Mexico, right? Our 11,000 square foot headquarters. Right. And then we also have our sales uh, phone team office in California, in San Diego, mm-hmm. on Pacific Beach. Amazing. Yeah. Office. They literally walk out of lunch like, onto the beach. Walk out to the beach. Like, like it's amazing. 50 yards, right? <laughs> yeah. If that, probably like 20 yards. And it's just like, 
So we got these two offices going on and I'm a little bit more seasoned, right? I've, de yeah. I've dealt with a lot of Shmishas and a lot of Shmeverly's <laughs> at this point, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay. What's so, a, and what's this guy's name? <clears throat> Shmevin? I don't remember his name. I think it's Shmevin. Okay, well, it's Shmevin. I don't remember his name. <laughs> yeah. That could be it. That could not be it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We'll call him Shmevin, right? right. Shmevin. So, so I get to see all, I intimately get to see Shmevin, right? In my email. <laughs> I'm like, I got more than Shmevin. I bargained. I got more than I bargained for this morning. Oh I'm like gosh. looking at this uh, eggplant. I don't know why I keep wanting to say okra, but that would be really <laughs> weird. Let's not go there. <laughs> like eggplant. Eggplant. All like right. the eggplant emoji. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. Like that little emoji. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing in my head, not what I actually saw, right? And so I'm like, okay, wow. So it turns out, I look at this email and I see the eggplant and it turns out that there was two, two, two people at our phone team office, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they're all in the same place. They're like a lot of younger, like a lot of energy. They're all in Pacific Beach, just moved to California, type of vibe, right? Like that, that was the vibe of the office. It was, it was a younger, cr a younger crowd, a lot of energy. It was, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Super fun. Amazingly fun environment. And it was, it was great for selling, right? Mm -hmm. Great for selling. But in that kind of chaos is a lot of this kind of stuff would happen. Right. And so, and so there was one employee, so Shmevin, right. And he's flirting with Schmitney. <laughs> Schmitney. Okay. <laughs> so Shmevin's flirting with Schmit Schmitney and Schmevin is like, He's like trying to instigate, what, what did you call her, Schmidtney? I'm like, I can't even keep a straight face doing this now. I'm like, what are we doing? So Schmidtney's over here. I feel like you just said that just to get me to say it. I think you did. Because now I have to say them both. So Schmidtney comes, Schmidtney comes in and she's kind of asking for it. Like she's flirting and she comes in like a level three. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Like yeah, a three or like, four. Like, yeah. Like. Like, I, like, I, like she was totally into it. Like, yeah. I'm into it. Like, I'm into you. Like, yeah, yeah let's yeah. whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, totally flirting back. This was yeah. not, like, a out of, I mean, I don't think there's any excuse to, like, just straight up send the eggplant. Like, yeah. <laughs> it happened too quick. But, wait, you know, wait, wait, wait. they so, were flirting. So, she was asking for it, right? Like, she was, she came level three or four. But Shmevin, he just <laughs> swung the bat and he came in at a level 12. <laughs> right? I'm like, homie just went for it. Right. So, so he sends this, yeah. he sends this picture. Like, like she did not ask for that picture. No. Like she asked for she like, she was like asking for like a date and like, like let's a, go out. Like, a or cute, like, like maybe an emoji, like a cute little flirting emoji is yeah. all that she was asking for. And, yeah. she, and she got, she got more than she bargained for. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so, so basically um. this happened. I read this whole thing. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go. Right. What is this going to cost me? Yeah. This is now the question that goes through my head. Yeah. How like, much is going in the bucket now? Right. And, and so the only reason it came across from the HR director was because she said that she was going to get a lawyer if we did not fire him. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so she basically was like, she basically was like, and I need to be careful about how much I say here. Yeah. <laughs> but it was basically like we couldn't we couldn't acquiesce to exactly what she was asking for because it was unreasonable and we we launched an investigation we did the whole like we did the whole dance we did what we needed to do with all the lawyers but it was like and so but it, but it was just like she 
So, so anyway, that's what she asked. And I was like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. Like we need to get more facts before we just fire somebody. Yeah. Right. Like we need to, cause we got to protect ourselves on the other side of just, we can't just, yeah. We can't just yeah. fire people for no reason. Right. And, and so we ended up getting counsel. So I'm sitting on with well, these the lawyers. Well, the eggplant pick was after hours too, right? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. Um, and so I end up sitting on with lawyers and I'm like, all right. And so, so luckily I, I, I know great lawyers, right? So I'm sitting on and they're like, yeah, we're the guys here in California. Cause we're in California. And by the way, don't have employees in California. Just don't save yourself, <laughs> just save yourself don't. the headache. Just don't have employees in California. I'm not even kidding. New York, California, some of the worst employ, like they're employer friendly, but it's more like extortion friendly. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say employer friendly sounds like I'm anti-employer friendly. I'm not. I'm like, there's injustice. Like if people don't get paid what they're owed yeah. or they're like, people are, you know, terrible to them and their employees. Like I, I know I've seen some entrepreneurs that treat their employees bad and I'm like, I feel so bad for them. But like employer friendly is not the right word. It's employer extortion, extortion, though. right? Yeah. That's what it really is. So I'm on with these lawyers and they're like, yeah, basically we're the ones when the basketball player in the NBA, like there's a woman who cries, you know, wolf and there's like allegations. This is the legal team that deals with these high profile cases. Mm -hmm. So I had great lawyers. Right. And I'm like, okay, you're going to be really expensive, but like usually in types of situations like this, you don't want to be underrepresented. Right. right? And we hadn't been in this type of specific situation yeah. before. And I'm like, okay. And so they're like, look, you do not want to have, this woman in front of any courtroom or judge or anything talking about this. And like, you've got, you've got somebody sending themselves, they met through there. And I'm just like, so what? Like my brain goes, they're using their own cell phones. Like, yeah, I it wasn't on the work computer. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is, they're just people. And guys, it's like, it doesn't matter. It yeah. sucks. Like this, this one, the miss like, and I'll tell you with this one, the only actual thing at the end of this, right, that I could have done was sexual harassment training. And so we implemented that afterwards. And I then I asked these lawyers, I say, so if I have them sign a release that they will not sexually harass anyone. Which was already in the handbook, like sexual harassment. Already in there. Already in the handbook. We, they already had that. Already in the onboarding. <laughs> right, which you should have that. Like, if you don't have that, it's just, it's not going to help you, right? Yep. And so I already have them signing the releases. Mm -hmm. I already have a conduct policy. I just didn't have the training. And then I was like, okay, so if I have all these things, then will this happen again? And they're like, and they're like, unfortunately in California, it's like this kind of stuff. It happens all the time. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So I ended up having to pay a multiple, let's just say, let's call it like probably $30,000 settlement. Mm -hmm. Like with all in all of how much this whole ordeal cost me with legal fees and everything, thirty. Grand for an eggplant pick. I paid thirty thousand dollars <laughs> for someone else. To yeah, send it. it wasn't even your eggplant. Pick. Yeah, and and I'll tell you guys this: like, just so you know, like she didn't see much of that money if all, if anything, right? The lawyers get everything. I'm telling you right now. So if you're an employee and you're in California, yeah, I'm like, the lawyers are making all the money. You're not. Yeah. Like you might get something, like a small something. But you're going to have to go through the rigmarole. It's going to take forever. Yeah. Like. Then it's going to discredit your yeah. employee, like your future as an employee at a great company. Exactly. And I'm like, now she, like, what what do I say when someone has a reference call and says, hey, how did this person do? And I'm like, I'm like, they instigated 
And like, they didn't ask for it. They didn't deserve it. Right. And so we ended up, we ended up removing the guy. Right. Yeah. And, and we got, we, we let him go. It was like, Hey, this, this violated the conduct policy. Yep. Schmevin's got to go. Yep. And Schmidtney still went through with it. Yep. And that's the sad yeah. thing. And, yeah. and that's where you're like, like, man, I feel, I feel betrayed. I'm like, I gave you an opportunity, a job. I upheld my end of the bargain. Yep. I'm like, you Some were, guy did something. That you was were wrong. flirting with a guy, and he obviously came in at a twelve. Like, yeah. whoa, bro, but which like, wasn't okay. But like, that could happen to anyone, anywhere, at any time. Like, I can't control that. Yeah, that could happen on airdrop on an airplane. Yeah, like I paid, <laughs> I paid her checks. Yeah, I'm like, I upheld my. Yeah, end. and then so then we got rid of Schmevin, which is exactly what she wanted. Yep, and still then, went through with it. Yeah, still went through with the. Still went through with the with the legal. Yeah, because people get dollar sign in their eyes, and they're like. Yeah, and so there's a law that I teach in, in our, our program at enterprise CEO. And I go in depth in like all the strategies behind this, but like, it's called the law of the target. It's mm -hmm. like the bigger you are, the bigger the target gets. Yep. Right. The bigger the business gets like there's plaintiffs, attorneys, there's government agencies, there's disgruntled employees, and there's, there's insurances that you can have. There's strategies to avoid and protect and to build a moat around this castle, right? As entrepreneurs, we spend so much time, building our castle, but you've got to build a moat around this, around these things. Right. And so when you have insurance, it doesn't hurt as bad Yeah. when you have the right insurance. Right. And when you have the right documents in place, like things cannot, they, they don't hurt mm -hmm. as bad. And so this is another one. I was like, man, all right, drop it in the cost of doing business bucket because where else am I going to put this? And it was like, I, and so I think the worst part of this whole thing was that after at the end, I think I said this kind of, but like asking the lawyers, I was like, all right, so if I do all these things, can this still happen? And they're like, yes. And I'm just like, so there's nothing I could do to prevent this. And they're like, no. And so, so then what did you do? Like in your head when they told you, I no, pulled like my hair out. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to have control. I want it like, tell me what to do and I'll change it. I'm not a victim. Yeah. Like that's the mindset that you need to have always when this stuff happens. Yeah. So we did everything. We instituted training. And really, like the answer, guys, the mistake was having employees in California. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, that's literally the mistake. Like, understand that every time you hire an employee in a new state, you take on Nexus there, right? Which is just a fancy word for like, you now have to pay state um, sales tax on certain types of products. Mm -hmm. So understand that when you like build a remote team, like these are things you need to think about. Because if you hire someone in another state, you create Nexus, you got to file in that state. The, uh, the rules and regulations of that state now, now apply to your business through your employees. And like, that's what you're introducing yourself to, right? There's administrative mm -hmm. cost, there's legal liability, and just California is absolute disaster when it comes to this stuff. Like, I'm telling you guys, the, like, this isn't the only story. We're running out of time here, but like, just don't do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just don't. Like, I don't know. Else, like, the big business mistake was that I'm like, so I want you to hear the story because I want you to know that stuff's going to come your way. Mm -hmm. It's not going to make sense. Sometimes you're not even going to have control over it. It's just something you didn't know that you didn't know. And that's why it's important that you're connected and you're working with somebody who knows things that you don't. Yep. So you can avoid some of these things because a lot of them, you just can't, you, you just don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right. And that's why it's great to have a mentor. It's great to be in mastermind groups. It's great to be connected with people and information. Like if you want to go somewhere, find someone who's been where you want to go and help them. Like they have a map to get there because they've been there. Yeah. Like don't go on a journey without a map, right?
So that that's uh man, I didn't think it would take this long to go through those three stories. Yeah. But I'm like, they were intense. They were they were emotionally intense. Dude. What were you what were you thinking like during like these like what like I just pretend it's not happening. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, to be honest, like I am I'm the one that has to get on camera every day, right? I'm the one that has to go yeah. like sell and I'm the one that has to like I'm like the face to the community. I'm like, you know, with all the customers and I feel like when these things would happen, it would take a lot out of me because it's like, oh, all this crap is like happening in the background, like all this stuff. But yeah. I can't like I have to kind of like not save face, but like I have to be able to present myself in a way that where I'm confident in what we're doing. And so each time like one of these things would be happening, like it would take a lot out of me to be like, oh, man, it feels like the sky is falling. So it was always good that you could take those things and like deal with them and really didn't involve me much like I knew the things were happening and going on but I wasn't like in the conversations I wasn't having to like deal with it like you would come to me and kind of here's what's happening here's what's going on here's where it's at but I didn't have to like emotionally take on all of that because yeah. I have to show up on video the next day I have to show up to make ads the next day I have to show up on lives the next day and like launch the next product or do the yeah. thing and so um I think it was good just having like those roles that you kind of dealt with all of that, even though I was, um, I was there to listen and hear from you and kind of let you like talk at me on ideas you had about it and like what was going on, but I didn't have to get like emotionally involved in it where it affected me doing my work, you know, because we did have like that, that line between us on, on what our roles were. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, and that's like where, especially like anything bad, like bad news bears, negative yeah. stuff like this would happen. Yeah. Like I, I know that as the CEO, it was my role mm -hmm. and it is my role to, to shield the team or to protect them from the things that, that can hurt their momentum to hurt their image of the company. And it's like, it's like, it's a need to know basis type of thing, right? Yeah. It's like this <clears throat> well, stuff. How did you communicate it like to the team? Like, cause everybody knew it was going on, like, especially in the phone team, like everybody knew it had happened, right? Like everybody had known it had gone yeah, on. I mean, you, we sent out a notice, like just saying, Hey, any kind of conduct in this, like, we didn't, we didn't say this happened. We, we didn't, didn't say, say that, eggplant pictures. No, like we didn't do that. <laughs> like we, we, we sent out a notice. We let everybody know, like, Hey, we like any, like, um, any uh, like sexual misconduct or harassment is not tolerated. And we just reiterated the policy we already had mm -hmm. and that's it. Nothing else because stuff like this is so sensitive. Like I'm only talking about it because it's years later and I'm disconnected from these people now. And it's like, yeah, there's, there's no harm in it and I've changed names. So it's like, it's very sensitive stuff. And when you're dealing with this, like the less people that know the better, Mm -hmm. And really, it was just like me, the HR director, their immediate supervisor, and the lawyers that knew anything. Mm -hmm. And so it's better. Like, there's just no reason to, it's just a distraction, right? Mm -hmm. Like, people love the drama, yeah. right? Like, you probably enjoyed listening to the story because it's drama. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's why drama. we're telling it. I'm like, people love the drama. <laughs> they love the drama. Like, everyone wants, like, that's part of like, hey, big business mistakes. We want to hear the drama. Yeah. Because, like, it's compelling. Mm -hmm. it's a, it's interesting to listen to yeah but, but how do in you your like business, shield, yeah how do you like shield the team yeah well i mean from it, the drama <laughs> you just don't talk about it yeah you don't give it like you don't give it any any air you yeah. don't give it any wings any yeah. oxygen to breathe yep right like you it's just a distraction right so like 
I, I just, I was never going on and like talking about drama. Yeah. I, like, like, you never came I'm to a weekly like, meeting on, and like told no. the whole team what happened. Like, never. okay, no, guys, no, we no. just had this happen. Here's, no. here's like what's going on. No. Like, I think, and I think a lot of. No, I'll reiterate a policy and say, yeah. I, I won't, like, I'll, I'll say, here's what I'm telling you guys. I'm not telling you why I'm telling you it. Yeah. Totally. Like, well, and I think a lot of CEOs do that. They're like, hey, like, here's what's happened. Like, here's what we're dealing with, like, blah, blah. And it's like, are you, like, are you giving these types of things in your business, like, wings in air, you know? Because you think, like, everyone needs to know what's happening or going on when really it's like everyone's going to be talking about in their own space or time, like, at, of what they know. But are you, like, bringing it up and, like, giving it light? Yeah, giving I, it space. I think there's kind of like a dance and balance to this too, because yeah. there can certainly be an elephant in the room, maybe within a specific team or, or an eggplant in the room. I can help myself. Oh my gosh! So, like, there could be <laughs> there could be an eggplant in the room. Oh my gosh! Oh, that was a good one. Thanks. That was a great one, honey. <laughs> That was a good one. Oh man. Um, see that that she's gotta be here, otherwise I'll just get too serious the whole time. Yeah. So like I'm just here for comedic relief. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need it. It's for my soul. I think we all need it. Um, but like, yeah, if there's an elephant in the room, um, you gotta deal with some things. Yeah. But but it doesn't have to be in like granular no, detail of no, what's happening. It's just like, no. Okay, guys, let me remind you today. Here's what about... I think. I, I think it's a it's a matter of distraction. Mm -hmm. So here's your gauge. Like, should I talk to the team about this? I'd be like, will it distract them? Right? Yeah. Will and it do... be? A, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, will right. it distract them? Mm -hmm. Right? Will it distract them? If if it will distract them, I'm not talking about it. Now, if they're already distracted by talking about it, because there's an elephant in the room. Eggplant. Not an an elephant in the room. Then I'm like, okay, there's already a distraction. We need to deal with it and squash it. Yep. That's how you that, that's how you differentiate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's and the, without getting into like all the granular detail of like the step by step of, of what's course. happened, it's just like say what you need to say and be done. Yeah. Never use names. Never like you always got to allow people to save face. You never want to embarrass anybody. Yeah. Like that's never the way to handle it. Right. Like. <laughs> Deal with the hard stuff and the bad stuff behind closed doors yeah. with the least amount of people as possible with the groups that are involved. And that's it. I'm like, that's conflict management. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't take a course on it, but I've done it enough times to know like, and people come to me and be like, Hey, did you know? So-and-so did this. I'm like, did you talk to him? Yeah. Why are you coming to me? Mm -hmm. Like your job as the CEO is not to run around and solve everybody's problems when they bring them to you. Like, you're like, did you talk to them yourself? Right? No. I'm like, okay, well, like, you you want me to give you some thoughts? Or do you feel like you, you're confident in talking to them? <laughs> and if they're like, yeah, well, like, like, how should I talk to them? And then I'll give them a few thoughts, mm -hmm. right? Like, I'll help guide them. But like, that whole people running around, you just end up, you just get lost in nonsense doing that, right? Yeah. You get lost in, in drama. And, and, and so I've never had a problem with that, because I, I can't stand it. But I'm sure there's people out there like it's it's magnetic in a way, but I wouldn't waste a breath. I, I distracting honestly think people it, with it bothered. I think it bothered people how much you didn't care about like the drama they'd bring to you. You know? Yeah. Like they would literally bring I'm drama okay and be like, that. did you know that like someone is saying this or this is happening in this team or like blah, blah, blah. And you're like, OK, like, are you dealing with it? Like get those two people together and like have a conversation, you know?
Yeah. Like, have you dealt with them in that tripod of the whatever's happening? You know what I mean? And like, you would not even like ask for details of what was happening, what was going on. You would just be like, okay, have you dealt with it? Have you like, have you made them talk to each other? Yeah. Like, have you dealt with it? And you that's, know, that's all <laughs> like, you got to do. You totally stayed so hands off and like yeah. all that stuff, you know? I did. Well, and, and so when it escalated, like it, I, I would let things, you know, and you have to do this as a leader. Like you have to, like, people need to be able to like sort their own stuff out. Yeah. Right. It's healthy. Like yep. if they can overcome it, it will make them stronger. But if you go in and fix everything, mm-hmm. like giving them some thoughts is different, right? If people are struggling, but if you just go in and fix everything, it's like they didn't even have to, it was like, you know, daddy had to come in and fix everything. Mm. Right. It's not like we're all adults here. Well, then everyone's leaning on you Get for on every problem. Yeah, exactly. Like you create a crutch with it. Mm-hmm. And, and so like a great, um, a great, you know, operations manager or HR generalist or director, or just somebody that you have, like you should, you should identify if you, if you have not done this, who's the like peacemaker, right? Not the peacekeeper, like the peacemaker, Right. Who's the peacemaker that can come in and make peace in situations? Isn't it like an Enneagram seven? I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's the peacemaker. Is it? A seven. So, so who's the peacemaker or in your team? A one. I don't know. I don't, never mind. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so like, who's the, who's the peacemaker in your team yeah. that can like help come into a situation and like help people reconcile? Right. Maybe it's a one. <laughs> and like whoever has them, like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know which Enneagram it is. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, a nine. <laughs> it's not me. Whatever mine is, no. it's not me. No, we're eight. I can solve conflict. <laughs> we're both eights. I can solve conflict, but there's people who are way more empathetic than I am. Oh, yeah. But sometimes it takes a directness, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I really don't want to hear you out for 30 minutes, but like, it depends on the person, you know? Like, you just kind of gauge that. Yeah, but I'm, s- I'm still working. It's on, important. I'm still working there. <laughs> Man, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm like reliving these things was like... <laughs> This is like emotional roller coaster for me today. Uh, yeah. So at the end of the day, the answer is people will be people. People are people. Yeah. You're gonna have to put things in the cost of doing business bucket. Yep. Um, deal with deal with drama if it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. But if it creates distraction just by feeding it, then don't talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. Like I gotta like that. That's hard to put into practice. Like, but that's that, that's a really good tip for you guys. Like, like there was some massive nuggets in this conversation i hope you guys enjoyed yes. us talking about some of the mistakes we've made yeah. with people and some of the mishaps schmeverly schmevin and schmitney yeah. yeah don't hire anyone whose name starts with sch <laughs> <laughs> like hey as entrepreneurs we got to look for patterns right <laughs> that's oh the gosh. the lesson of the day today oh love it guys gosh. hey thanks for watching guys Hey, we've uh, we've got I think 16 five-star reviews. We yeah. appreciate those so much. Like if you got value from this, like I, the algorithm with reviews, it's part of how it works. We would be so grateful if you subscribe and review. Don't subscribe and review if you didn't like the show or you didn't think it was valuable. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, don't. Like I, I we don't deserve it. If you got to this point and you're still listening to it, you didn't like it, like maybe you're kind of a little strange, but <laughs> hey, but we love you guys. We thanks Thank for watching so the, the Big Business Mistake Show. And uh, we're coming with some power stuff next time. And we're going to be coming with some power guests so you can hear their stories as well. So this show won't just be us. We're going to bring in some powerhouse guests. Yeah, we're going to dig into their dirty laundry. Oh, that's going to be way more. I'm, I'm excited to do that. That's yeah. going to be good, guys. Awesome, guys. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. We'll, we'll see you next time. Bye.